Yoma Dafhe, the last thing we were discussing was the Gemara went back a second to the Mahloket at the bottom of Gimel Mudbet between Rabbi Yohanan and Nishlakish. Rabbi Yohanan learned Hafrashav Kohen Gadol seven days before Yom Kippur from the Miluim, and Rish Lakish learned it out of Har Sinai. But in the, in the middle of all that, Rish Lakish asked Rabbi Yohanan a question. Maybe you hold the same way by the Miluim. Everything had to be exact and no changes. Same thing by Yom Kippur, no changes. And the Gemara showed that there was a mahloket that uh, between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Hanina, that and it later proved that Rabbi Hanina was the one who said that whatever is written by the Miluim was exact, no changes, and Rabbi Hanina was the one who held, well, depends. If it's something like Korbanot that goes on forever, that has to be exact, but things that are not meant for future generations aren't, don't have to be exact, and they could be changed, the Avad. And with that, we are starting the last line of Dalar Amudbet, the last two words, my Benayu. What's the difference between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Hanina? Amar of Yosef, of Yosef said, Semicha, the putting your hands on a korban and leaning, is the difference between them. Lemande Amar, according to Rabbi Yohanan, who said, Kolakatuv bahen, me'akev bahen, whatever is written by Miluim is a must, then Semicha, me'akeva, then you have to do Semicha. Lemande Amar, according to Rabbi Hanina, the Davash, and me'akev, the Dorot, something that's not a must for future generation, and me'akev bahen. It's not a must by Miluim also, the Avad could be without. Then Smicha, lo me'akvad. Then you don't need to do the Smicha, meaning if you didn't do it, it's Kasher of the Avad. So the Gemara asks, Odorot menalande lo me'akvad. How do I know for future generations that we don't need to do Smicha? It means if you did it, you're good without. Detanya, v'samach v'nirza. The Pasuk says, v'samach yadu al rosh alav, v'nirza lo lechapeh alav. And sounds that the Smicha, Leaning, putting your hands and leaning, is me'akev the kapara. You need it for the kapara. Wait a second, is this smicha the thing that's mechaper? The only way to really get a kapara is when you throw the blood on the mizbeach. So then, if that's the case, why do we need v'samach and v'nyetzah? If you made smicha not important where you just left it, shia as, as as in leave it, it's as if you didn't keep her, but still meaning it's not the best way, but it still counts for something. Rav Nachman Amar Tenufa There's the waving of the halavim, the fats, the hazed, the chest area, the shock, the, the thigh. That uh, Kohen puts his hands under the the Baalim's hands and they wave it. Uh, that's the difference between Rabbi Yohanan and Rabbi Hanina. Lemandam, according to Rabbi Yohanan, that according to Rabbi Hanan, who said anything that in Milu'in you must do, everything that's written over there is a must, you can't change it. And Me'akva, then Tenufa is a must. According to the one who said, whatever is written for future generations is not so important, it's not Me'akev. It doesn't stop the mitzvah from being, being done by miluim. Lo me'akva, and the hanafa, the waving, is not going to be me'akev the miluim. So if you didn't do it, the avad, it works. So how do we know for future generations that waving is not a must? Litanya, it says, litnufa l'chaper, the pasuk says, v'lakach keves echad asham litnufa l'chaper alav, and it sounds like that by the waving, the ba'alim is mitkaper, Wait a second, is the tenufa to make a pair? Hello, en kapara elabadam. 
The only way you can get kapar is if you throw the blood on the mizbeach. Shinamak yadamu banefesh kapar. Umat amud lomar letnufa kapar. So what's that pasuk coming to tell me? Sheim asal tnufa shere mitzvah. If you left the tenufa, you didn't really do it. And still, if you didn't do it, but you did it, meaning the avad it works. And here's the third answer. There's the, the seclusion of seven days before doing the work. That's the difference between Rabbi and Rabbi According to Rabbi who said everything that was written in Miluim is a must, and it's you need the seven days of seclusion. Something that does not is, is not a must for future generations. It's not uh, stopping you from fulfilling the mitzvah by miluim. Lo Then seclusion doesn't uh, stop the mitzvah of miluim. Meaning, if Aharon didn't seclude himself for seven days, the mitzvah still works. And uldorot How do we know that for future generations? You don't need a seclusion, meaning the mitzvah works without secluding for seven days. It says in our Mishnah, they would prepare another Kohen, they would be Matkinin, right? It says Matkinin, they would prepare another Kohen, prepare him, and they wouldn't seclude the second Kohen from working, meaning he, he it would work if the Kohen wasn't secluded for seven days. Now here's a fourth answer, Ravina Amar, Ribui Shiva. The seven days that Aharon was wearing the eight uh, clothing of uh, the Kohen Gadol, um shiha shiva, and the seven days before he went to work, where Moshe put oil, uh, the shemen mishad the oil on his head and between his eyebrows, ika benayu. That's the difference between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Hanina. The man da amar kol katov bain miakev bain. According to Rabbi Yochanan, who said anything that was written by Miluim is a must. There's no other way around it. Then me'akva, then you have to do it. And according to Rabbi Hanina, who said something that is not a must for future generations is not a must by Miloim. Lo me'akva, then wearing all eight clothing for the seven days before and putting the oil seven days before is not a must either. It's good. You could be technically counted without. And the Gemara says udorot. And by future generations, when we're getting a kohen menalan de lo me'akva, how do we know that you don't need? Uh, the oil and the eight day, and the seven days of uh, clothing. What do I need the pasuk? I know that a kohen gadol from Aharon's family has to do the work in Yom Kippur. No, the fish in Yamar, because the, the pasuk says shivat yamim mil basham a kohen tachtav mi banav. Seven days he has to wear it. Only ela nitraba shivav and mishach shivat dafka if he. Wore the clothing for seven days. Uh, he put oil on his head for eight days, and meaning he was inaugurated like a Harona Kohen. However, let's say he wore the clothing for seven days and he only put uh, the oil for one day, or opposite, he wore eight days of clothing for one day, and he put oil on his uh, head and his eye uh, brows. For seven days, how do I know that works? He could come and work in the oil moed on Yom Kippur. Even if it only happened for one day. So like my asks, So we see that you need to wear the clothing seven days before. That's How do you know that you have to put the oil for seven days before, even for future generations? So you could either say because you have the pasuk 
it comes to subtract to say it's not a must, it's not a midiavad, it's good without meaning lechatchila, you do need it. You could say the Amakar, the Pasuk says, Ubegda, Kodesh Shel Aron, Yule Banav, Harav, Le Moshhabaim, Ulmale, Bamet Yadam, and it kash Meshihal, the Ribui, the oil in the Pasuk Meshihaz is, is equal to wearing the clothing for seven days. Maribui Shiva, Af Meshihal Shiva. So you see the same way wearing the the, the eight clothing, the Chatchila needs to be for seven days. Same thing, oil has to be the Chatchila for seven days. Now, the Gemara wants to go back to the Mahlokat of Yohanan and Rabbi Hanina. If whatever was written by the Milu'im is Me'akev for future generations, Why is Rabbi Hanan saying that everything that was written by Milu'im is a must? Because the Pasuk says of it by Milu'im, What's It's a must. This is the way you do it. No other way. Now the Gemara asks, Okay, this reason, this kacha reason works for everything written in the parasha of Tetzaveh. That the inauguration of Aharon to be a Kohen parasha Tetzaveh. It says the word kacha. However, what about all the things that are not written in parasha Tetzaveh? Rather, they're written in parasha Tzav. I don't know that they're a must also. We have the word petah in Pashat Tetzavet says, Vet Aron, Vet Banav, Takriv, El Petah, El Moed, Vrachtal, Tambemaim. It also says, Vachal Aron, Banav, Et Basara, Ayo, Vet Alechem, Asher, Basal, Petah, Oil Moed. You have two, and then in Pashat Tzav, you have it, Kola, Ida, Kaal, El Petah, Oil Moed. And it says, Vayom, Moshe, Aron, Vet Banav, Bishlu, Et Pesach, Petah, Oil Moed. So you have Petah, Petah. And from that Petah, Petah, you can learn that everything that has to do with the Miluim is a must. Now here's another answer of Mishashia Amar. You don't need Gzera Shava. The pasuk says, "Ushmatemet Mishmeret Hashem." You have to watch over Hashem's guarding, meaning Ikuva. You have to do it. There's no other way around it. And here's another answer of Hashem Amar. The, the pasuk says very simple. Kichen Suveti. This is what I commanded, meaning it's an Ikuva. There's no way around it. That, that's what the halacha is. Now, once we're discussing the Kichen Suveti by Miluim, we're going to bring up the Kichen Suveti that we talked about by the Minha in Parashat Shemini. And the Pasuk over there says, Take the Minha that's left over and noted Meisha Hashem, Vechlua, Matzot, Etzel, Mizbeach, Kikodesh Kadashim Hi, Vachatem, Ota, Bemakom Kadosh, Kihoka, Vehok Banecha, Umeisha Hashem, Kichen Suveti. Now, Tan Rabbanan, Kichen Suveti, it says by the Minha, the way I was commanded. And it says, Kashet Suveti, by the Shokutruma of the of the Shilamim. And then it says, Kashet Tziva Hashem. So you have the, this uh, Tziva, this commandment, three times. So did he really, like, uh, say each time I was commanded, I was commanded, commanded? It's, it sounds a little bit funny. So the Gemara explains, no. Kichen Suveti, the first Kichen Suveti by Minha was Ba'aninut when Nadab and Abihu died and the, their bodies were still there, then weren't buried. So it says Kichen Suveti Ba'aninut Yochelua. Usually a Kodashim is Asur for an Onen, and over here the Hidush is that you're allowed to eat the Minha even though you're Onenim. And then it says Ka'asher Tziveti, the way I commanded by Hatat. Why? While all this was going on, when they birthed the Sa'ir Hatat, it was Sa'ir of Rosh Chodesh, 
and he told them the blood didn't come into the Kodesh, meaning there was nothing wrong with it. You should have ate it in the Kodesh. That's the way I commended the way I commended you by Minha, because I Kadosh because I learned it from Akadosh Baruch Hu, and Moshe made a mistake. He thought that they're allowed to eat it as onanim because they're allowed to eat uh, Minha, and it's not true. It's only things that were kotshesha'a, things that have to do with temiluim, they were allowed to eat ba'aninu, things that were for the future, like, remember, it was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, they are not allowed to eat it. And then therefore, by shelamim, he had to say, ka'asher tziva Hashem, meaning it wasn't I wasn't for me, I wasn't saying it for me, uh, this time I'm not making a mistake, therefore eat the shelamim, even though you're on anim, don't burn it the way you burnt the hatat. Now the Gemara is going to discuss more things that have to do with the miluim. Amar Biosi Barhanina, Mikhanasaim, the 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 pants the coin uh the coinim have to wear and ketuvimba parasha, they're not written in the parasha, kashihuomer vizadavashet asehem le kadesh otam lechahen when it says Veze and this we're coming we're coming to add one more thing to for them to wear that's gonna be Mekadesh them and then it says Vasilay Mikhnesebad. Lavia Mikhnasaim is coming to add the Mikhnasaim, the pants, Vasirita Efar. The Asirita Ifa that a Kohen brings the first time he comes to work in the Mishkan of the Beit HaMikdash, it's in his, in his own personal inauguration day. Now, Bishlamah Mikhnasayim Ketiv Be'anin Adi Begadim. I got it, Mikhnasayim, you learn from that Vav, it's written in the parasha of clothing. El Asirita Ifa Minalan, how'd you learn Asirita Ifa that you have to bring? Uh, that the Kohanim brought by the Miluim? So he says, Atya Zeh Zeh. And then it says, In both psukim, you have to bring Asri Taifa and you have to wear the pants. Even Moshe reading this parasha of the Miluim on Kaf Gimel Adar, seven days before Shodesh Nisan is Me'akev, you have to do it. Even that's me'akev, is a must. And some explain the Kiryata Torah of the Kohen on Yom Kippur. He, he reads the, the parashat uh, Haremot in public. Uh, okay. How did, uh, did Moshe put the clothing on Aharon and his children during the days of the Miluin? Who cares? Whatever happened, happened. Rather, no, in, in the future, how does he put clothing on them? And the Gemara again asks, uh, What do we even have to ask? When Moshe and Aaron and, and their children come over there, they'll teach us what they do. No, rather, the question really is as follows. We have a contradiction in the Psukim. On one hand, it says, That Moshe put uh, the the belt around Aharon's children, it sounds like at the same time, or back to back, or and then it says, at first he took care of Aharon, and when he finished Aharon, then he went to the children, so which one is it? So the children of Rabbi Hanan had a mahluket, had Amar, first he dressed Aharon, then his children, he got them dressed all at the same time, and the Gemara explains, Amar Abaye, Bichtonet u'mitznefet kule amalop liged daharon v'hakach banav. When it comes to the cloak, to the hat, and the other clothing, 
nobody argues the Aaron the first Aaron then his children the Ben Ben Aaron Kadim because whether it's the commandments or whether it was the pasuk about what was done Aaron was always first the machloket is with the belt man de Amar Aaron whoever says first Aaron then his children and then it says first him then them because the pasuk says at the end day it sounds like everyone together and he learns from the word otam that everyone was dressed at the same time and we'll stop right here baruch hashem le'olam amen ve'amen